February the 1st of 2022. My name is Frank D'Angelo. This is www.nextsportstar.com, Worldwide Internet TV. It's uh, going to be available as a podcast on Spotify. It's also available on an app on Apple and any Android phone at the Google Store. And soon we'll be right on your TV. That's right, we're fucking stalking you. We got the great Tony House, very dear friend of mine from Ottawa. Great uh, um, sports guy, uh, broadcaster, and now in the middle of uh, all the fucking trucks and the horns. <laughs> and uh, from uh, Aurelia, Ontario, Canada, eh? We got the magnificent uh, Bill Waters. So lots of things going on in the world. Uh, one, the Toronto Maple Leafs, again, from nowhere, came from a, a guaranteed loss to a win. Uh, the, the best quarterback that ever lived on the planet just retired. And Ottawa is a garage for tractor trailers. So we'll start off in Ottawa at the Canada's uh, capital. It's not Toronto. It's Ottawa. So, Tony, what's going on in Ottawa? <laughs> I haven't heard anything. I mean, what are you? Been... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I've been in Calgary, but I did get back yesterday. And, uh, you know, obviously following it in my backyard. And, uh, uh, you know what, it's, uh, it, it's, it's something that, you know, I've been through a lot the last couple of years, like everybody else. And, you know, the biggest oxymoron I've heard is that we're all in this together. And uh, I, I just think that uh, obviously we aren't, uh, you know, as somebody, you know, similar to yourself, I got involved in a restaurant, Frank, we haven't talked in a while, got involved in a restaurant. My wife's 20-plus uh, uh, year event company was uh, put to a halt. And, uh, you know, so we're dealing with a lot. But based on uh, just this weekend's actions, uh, I couldn't be more prouder of, uh, of, of the truckers doing what they got to do to take care of uh, yeah, the fringe minority, as, as our, our good friend. And Justin Trudeau said so um, you know right now uh, you know seeing that convoy start in Vancouver I saw it in Calgary and you know Nova Scotia uh, you know we've been so segregated the last two years uh, very divisive uh, starting right from the top uh, starting this virus has really crushed us in so many ways uh, to start being you know separating the non-essential from the essential and then but now you're, 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 you're supporting the truckers uh uh, protest against uh, the Prime Minister and um, the precautions that they're trying to take by making it a mandate for any truckers that are going back and forth to the United States to be vaccinated? I think it's a bigger a bigger play than that, just the vaccination but that, mandate. But, but that's, you know, that's the bottom line. The, the fundamental foundation of the protest is that the uh, federal government wants to mandate that if you're a trucker and you travel to the States, you have to be fully vaccinated. That brought them, uh, but they're also looking at dropping all the restrictions, right? From yeah, but but the but the, the basis of their protest is that they do not want to be mandated by the federal government to be uh, vaccinated if they're tr uh, driving their tr trucks back and forth to the states. That's, they want all. I mean, that's that's ultimately the fundamental fact of what they're protesting, and that's what was the catalyst. For this uh, massive protest. Yeah, but they also want everything dropped, right? Yeah, they, I mean, that's, that's fine that they want everything dropped. That's fine that they want everything dropped. Very thought. But but they started with them. The the catalyst that started this uh, the, the catalyst that started this was the was the mandate for if you're a trucker and you are driving back and forth to the United States, you have to be 
vaccinated. I mean, it's great that they they expanded their repertoire, right? Like, yeah, no. And Ultimately, they that was what started this here. Without yeah. without notice, I might add, Frank. But but it doesn't. I'm I'm just telling you that's you know I disagree with you, uh, Bill. There was a notice. This is this has been this has been a crescendo for the last year when they closed the borders with uh, with going back and forth. You have to be. You have to be vaccinated. You have to have uh, be tested back and forth. Well, yeah, I know that, Frank, and it was set up originally uh, uh, involving the truckers because uh, well, it, wasn't, the it wasn't group. set up originally with the truckers. It was set up as this emancipated to where we are now, now with Omicron, and now there's another variant, and there'll be probably another fucking variant, right? They, they, they've decided uh, that to travel back and forth to the states that you need to be vaccinated, just like you cannot get on a plane if you're not vaccinated. Yeah, you can't get on a train. You can't oh, get on any. But, you're, but it's fucking pretty crazy, though, in Ontario. You can still get on a bus. You can get on a fucking uh, subway. Yep. You know, but, but, but so, Tony, here's, here's what I'm saying. I don't live in Ottawa, but I have a lot of friends in Ottawa, as you're well aware. And they're telling me that it's been fucking crazy um, where they've seen people... Um, Defecate on people's lawns. Um, they've they've forced their way into um, Salvation Army and shelters to to demand food. So I mean, I imagine that there's protesters that are there for what they believe in, and then there's the people that go to these events to cause shit. Yeah, literally, literally right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean there were definitely some incidences. And that's what you're going to get when you have, you know, tens of thousands of people, you know, come come to, you know, to protest. Um, unfortunately, again, and, I, and I'm born and raised in Ottawa, so anybody who is going to damage my city, my city, uh, you know, I don't condone that uh, at all. And again, you're going to have a couple of bad apples uh, for sure. And as I said, from a, from an overall. Uh, bringing the country together. Um, yeah, there were some, uh, I got to say, I, I got some goosebumps uh, watching the convoy leave from Vancouver, Halifax, and arrive in my city. Yeah, but, but, but the, 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 thing, the thing that's mind-boggling is, okay, I understand, I, I, and I saw um, Theo Fleury on Fox News talking about the convoy too. The, the thing that's mind-boggling to me is, is, why would they destroy or 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 uh, sabotage Terry Fox's statue and 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 and, and different monuments? What does that have to do with the uh, the the mandate of the virus? I mean, the mandate of the vaccine. Right. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Not. What does that have to do with that? I'm just I'm just maybe I'm stupid and maybe I don't understand what a fucking protest means, right? But I just don't get it. Well, I, I just, I, I just don't get it. I mean, that, that whether you believe, I don't know if you're an anti-vaxxer or if you've been vaccinated or, or if you, I don't, I, I don't know what side of the fence you're on, right? But in a normal government, their job is to protect their citizens, and, so, and in most cases, to protect their citizens from themselves. So I'm just trying to understand. Um, you know what what the protest really is like like i don't i don't i don't i don't 
maybe I'm lost. And, and I understand that to be a politician, whether you're on the left, whether you're on the right, um, it's, it's a hard thing to do. And most politicians, like, you know, if you take a look at Boris Johnson, he's in deep shit because of his, his hypocrisy. Uh, you know, England was in lockdown. Meanwhile, they were having cocktail parties, uh, you know, at uh, Downing Street. So he's in deep shit. So it's tough to be a politician because if you read the, uh, the uh, book Animal Farm, it's pretty real on what politicians do, right? I don't know if you guys are familiar with the book Animal Farm. Well, well, well. not Frank, but I know you, uh, you are very familiar with it. Tell me about it. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a satire on a farm, and the farmer really mistreats the animals. So the animals uh, do a revolt, and they uh, expel all the farmers, and the pigs being the smarter and the leaders and uh, the organizers of the coup uh, take over. So they put this big list on a wall saying that all, all animals are equal and that all animals will do the same thing and they will all be share and everything. But slowly but surely, the pigs ended up being inside the house. And surely, uh, surely the uh, pigs uh, ended up sleeping on the beds, and then the pigs ended up putting the rest of the farm animals to work. <laughs> oh. uh, you, you know what, Frank? It, you, you talk about this being a protest by the truckers uh, because of the vaccination. This is what it's disguised as. They started out this way, but then the opportunists, whoever organized things like this, jumped on board. And I don't blame yeah, I agree. the I, You know, I, I could have said it better than you. And also the opportunists, uh, money from the GoFund where they raised a million dollars in a short period of time has disappeared. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of – I admire – I was just following it this morning – I admire the way that the Ottawa police have handled it. They've told them in no uncertain terms that they want them to leave. Listen, I know you guys are not Trudeau fans, and uh, you know a lot of people are not. He's not done. He's not done a, a, a great job, but he hasn't done a horrible job. He's, he's, he's. In my view, he's a harmless politician. He's, he's one of those guys that just treads the water lightly and doesn't make any radical moves. Um, because he's the one to have that in the history books, right? So he's not going to be a renegade politician like Trump was in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he, so. But what I'm what I'm saying to you is, like Bill said, that the Ottawa police did not play the police card; they played the uh, logical and psychological card. And you know, they didn't bring. We don't have state troopers. We don't have the National Guard. The only thing we would have is the RCMP, the Ontario Provincial Police, because Ottawa's in, those are our state troopers. I, I, think they'll, I think they'll unleash, I use that term, hopefully not having to execute it, but if these guys play games, the RCMP will come in. Well, I disagree. I think if these guys play games, they'll bring in the military. Well, maybe. Yeah, they'll bring in the military. Uh, there's two or three very major bases uh, there, right, Tony? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're. I, there's a major. There's a major military base right near the capital. I performed there. Yeah. So and and they got a huge uh, amount of troops there, and they're pretty sophisticated. It's a sophisticated uh, um, 
military base. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm sure. I'm, they... I'm, I'm sure. Like I mean, I'm sure. At the end of the day, look, they proved their point. Uh, they organized, and but you said the right thing, though. There's people who are opportunists, just like when there was the the summit here in Toronto. Um, there was protests, but then there was people that came in to burn cars and break fucking windows and create yeah yeah total dissension. They look they look for big demonstrations like this and. There were some people on TV either yesterday or Sunday. They're here. They're not here about uh, uh, about uh, the vaccination. We're here. We want our freedom. We want our freedom. Canada is as free a country as you can find. Don't be a dipstick. Just go, go over and try Afghanistan on. Give it a little buzz. And, and so you know that half of them that are there don't know their ass from page four. They're just going for a demonstration, and they're hoping they don't get hit over the head with the butt of a rifle, and they've been lucky so far. Mainly lucky, that's all. It's, they're not going to put up with this all week. There will be a warning on Wednesday tomorrow. You guys get out of here by Thursday at noon, or as you say, Frank, and you're probably right, we're bringing in the military. But, 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 but I, I just, I just this, this is my, my poor way of thinking. Uh, the vaccination has been in our uh, system of life for the last 100 years. And it, it, it extricated one of the most deadliest viruses, smallpox, which almost wiped all the indigenous people in North America off the face of the earth. And, and it came from uh, Europe. Yep. And, 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 and thank God for that vaccine. It was part of the First World War, was it not, Frank? Isn't that where it started? In Europe, at the end of the First World War, 14 and, to 18. You know, there's rumor that smallpox was a military virus. Yeah. Yep. You know, but who the fuck knows, right? Yeah. But, and then, you know, the polio vaccine is... Uh, I, I, you know, if you guys read the history books, uh, polio, uh, the vaccine, was very similar to the vaccine, vaccination, uh, I would say, fear and propaganda and misinformation of uh, COVID-19. And uh, the, the person who changed the dynamics of that was the magnificent Elvis Presley. He went on national TV and got vaccinated with the polio vaccine. And the next day, hundreds of thousands of people across North America were lining up to get it. Yeah. Yep. Tony, are you vaccinated? Yeah, I, I've got two doses. I've, yeah. I've got three. Were you, uh, were you, uh, are you, I'm, I'm, were you against uh, the vaccination process, or? Uh, like the, well, the old vaccinations were, you know, talking about polio and smallpox, where you never got it again. You know, with this uh, mRNA technology, uh, yes, it's going to reduce the hospitalization, and you know, again, you know, we're, we're sitting at a tiny of this virus really this causing virus. damage. See, people don't understand that COVID-19 or SARS yeah. is is really dangerous. To the respiratory system, it, it destroys. It creates lesions. It it destroys your capacity or uh, uh, for for breathing, or I mean, it will fatally kill you. Yeah. And, and what the what the vaccination does, it really minimizes mm -hmm. in the majority of people. Um, um, nothing's for sure in life. Not even fucking waking up in the morning, walking out the fucking door. Yeah. But it minimizes. Yeah. Minimizes. Uh, the, the the chance of you becoming uh, fatally sick. 
And what it's going to be in the end, Frank, is, is the only way that we are going to get anywhere close to living our normal lifestyle is to come to the conclusion that we have a new partner on this wonderful... But I disagree. It's not a new partner. Look, look Bill, the, the common cold has emancipated over the last uh, 200 years in, in, into influenza, the Hong Kong flu, the the parapipipop, the SARS, right? It's, it's been there. It's been, well, even longer than 200 years. I mean, when, when they immigrated, immigrated when, they, when, when the British and everybody came to North America, they wiped, and, and especially South America, they wiped off a lot of indigenous people with the, with the common cold. Yeah. They had never got the vibe. They had never got influenza. Never. Influenza has always been a murderer of a multitude of people in different populations of the world. Yeah. So what was it? Thirty years ago, they came out with the flu shot to minimize uh, the, the the length of you having the flu and and possibly stopping you from dying. Yeah, billions. Yeah, and, and billions that, of people have been taking the flu shot. That's what we're faced with with COVID. But it's the same thing. It's a fucking flu shot. The 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 the, the, the flu shot is is basically uh, a, a changed up or a hired um, uh, uh, you know potion. For for uh, SARS, which is a flu, yeah, which which is an, a form of influenza, which is a virus, a single cell virus that is extremely volatile. I've lost about four or five people that I know to it, very close people. They were anti-vaxxers, and they paid for they paid for it dearly with their lives. So you know you 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 you, you should say. That's too bad, but my heart's not in it. They brought it. Oh, it is too bad because you know, um, unfortunately, you know, my kid is an anti-vaxxer. But you know, they, I what I don't get, like there, there was this big fucking thing uh, over the last two weeks where uh, Neil Young and several other uh, iconic um, musical uh, artists uh, wanted to pull their music, or, and I think Neil Young, in fact, and Joni Mitchell actually pulled their music from Spotify because Spotify's big star, Howard Stern's the big star for uh, Sirius Radio, and, and Spotify's big star is Joe Rogan, who's a, a, a comedian, and he had a small part in a show called uh, News Radio. I don't know if you guys remember, he played the maintenance guy there. Yeah, fear, fear Factor, dude. Pardon me? Fear Factor guy and MMA guy. Fear Factor, that's him. Anyways, he's got this uh, podcast. And, you know, he says bullshit, you know, about, um, about the COVID. Now, he's not a fucking doctor. He's not a scientist. He has no medical degree. So, he has, so here's my take on it, and I, I've tweeted about this. Um, I, I disagree with Neil Young, and I love Neil Young. I'm a big fan of his, and, and Joni Mitchell, because you cannot uh, put a gun to Spotify's head to to take Joe Rogan off. It's up to you. When I go on Spotify, and I love Spotify, it is you don't need a CD player anymore. You have thousands and thousands and thousands of songs from every artist, from the most popular, the most famous, to the to the to the ones that are not that famous, right? Um,
sorry about that, Avi. Uh, um, so you, when you go on Spotify, you do not have to listen to Joe Rogan. When you go to the fucking store, you do not have to buy a pack of cigarettes, but they're there. Now there's here in Ontario, there's beer and wine and and a supermarket. You don't have to buy it. So I don't understand, you know, what what the hoopla was about Spotify. That's my stupid opinion. But the guests that he had, Doctor McCullough and whoever else. I mean, those guys, like you, don't think that again. There's another side to all this. No, there is no fucking side because one of my friends. Uh, the father is a, 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 a good virologist, a big virologist at, at a big university in New York, and, and his, his credentials speak for themselves, and all these fucking quacks, these fucking morons that go on, uh, on the far uh, um, uh, uh, on, on the far right on these uh, ultra-conservative sites and talk shit. They're stupid. They're fucking stupid. And you know what I said to my kid? You, don't, you, you can get the vaccine now, because I was a guinea pig, and I got it. And I'm still here, and I don't have five noses, and I did not grow an extra testicle. So you can go get the fucking vaccine now. So, no. I, I've listened to all these fucking quacks and these fucking morons where they talk shit. And I've, then I've read the, the, you know, papers from the medical journals, uh, from Oxford, from Harvard, from some of the greatest fuck, from Columbia. And the, uh, all the, the accredited top medical Facilities and institutes in the world, in the world, say the same thing. And all the fucking quack fucking morons uh, who are completely unqualified to make proper uh, claims say the same shit. Look at the fucking basketball guy. You're a basketball guy. He was saying that there's basketball players who've been, who've been vaccinated who are having heart attacks and dying on the court. Do you know of any? Uh, not that I know of, and there's obviously the soccer players in the UK, and there's lots of reports. Again, it's just a lack of trust, I think, on... Uh... But, but who are these people? I have never seen a documented professional athlete have a fucking heart attack or have uh, arrhythmia or, or have fibrillation of the heart because they were vaccinated. All the side effects they're talking about. Yeah. What side effects? There's side effects... With fucking peanut butter, but they still sell peanut butter in the store. What what side effects? There's there's so there's more chance of somebody getting in a car accident every day than there is of having a major uh, issue with a fucking uh, with a with a with a vaccination. You get a sore arm. You might get uh, flu-like symptoms for 24 hours. I'm, I'm just saying, what data? What data are you using, Tony? For which I'm I'm trying to just uh, figure it all out, you know. Um, and there's people that, until again, we're all in this together. But I'm going to try to figure out, like again, there's just a lack of trust from mainstream media, politicians, even health experts. Just con- you know, there's contrary stuff coming out. I'm just trying to do you know the best homework uh, because at the end of the day, you know, every most of those people haven't lost a paycheck, right? So uh, I would. Tony, I've known you many, 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 many years, and I respect you, and I love you. I consider you family. So explain to me. 
the data that you rely on to keep yourself safe and your family safe? No, I, I take, I take, kind of, I digest everything. <laughs> but, but which data? Do you, like I personally, um, I'm in awe of some of these great virologists uh, from, uh, from especially. I took AstraZeneca because if anything that comes out of Oxford is good enough for me. So what, what, what data do you rely on? I don't rely on the data of these fucking morons that are not accredited that go on these talk shows and talk out of their fucking ass. Bill, what, what data do you respect to protect your family and your own persona? Do we still have Bill Waters? Well, I, I'm just listening. I, 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 re, I rely on the advice of my doctor and on the advice of, of, the, uh, uh, of the doctors who are doing all of the, uh, the, the work in Ontario supporting 14 million people. I mean, they've got quite a handful. I, I, don't, I don't have any compunction about taking a vaccination. And that Let me ask you a question. How long have you had your family doctor, your personal doctor? What's that, Frank? How long has, has your personal doctor been in your world? Oh, in my world, uh, the guy that I use now is only about uh, five years because I was downtown prior to that. Had him for five years. That's a, that's a good amount of time. So you trust him, right? He takes care of you. Yeah. He's the mechanic of your body. Yeah. Yeah. So when when COVID came out and all this vaccination shit, what did he tell you? Did he tell you that there was, ooh, this was monkey DNA and this, this was going to do this and this was going to do that? What did he say to you? Well, I don't recall exactly what I said to him, but he said, uh, you just go ahead and get your vaccination. That's the best thing for you right now. That was it. And that was my first, I, I, as I told you, Frank, the first, uh, my wife and I, were va our first two vaccinations were compliments of the United States. Yes. We got it done in Florida. Yeah. And people were lined up down there, uh, the, and, and they, the Republicans in the United States are, are a group of people, if you wanted to classify them as non-believers. They're non-vaxxers, a lot of them. Well, the, the thing that's going to happen to Ron DeSantis, he's going to be discovered that he's got uh, a vested interest uh, and there's collusion where he's, he's um, pushing, uh, he's against the vaccine and he's pushing these monocolor fucking uh, uh, treatment, which it's a fact that it doesn't work. So he's, he's, he's going to, he's definitely going to have a, He's definitely going to have an issue. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there'll be an issueless society. So he, he's, uh, Ron DeSantis is going to be in deep shit when they put two and two together that he's got a vested interest in pushing this uh, this treatment rather than the vaccine. And you know the vaccine is free in the United States, right? It's free. F R E E, free. And it's free here, too. It's free all over the world, is it not? I haven't paid for any. I think so. So, 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 so Tony, you see, not I don't understand uh, people. I don't understand people that are anti-vaxxers. I just, I don't get it. 
and and every any anti-vaxxer that I've had a debate, a normal conversation with, because it's hard to have a normal conversation about something as touchy as this. But any anti-vaxxer that I've had a conversation with, they cannot tell me the source of their data other than they heard it. Yeah, I I find that strange. I haven't I haven't wasted any time talking to an anti-vaxxer. Because I went four, I went four years in the United States being a Trumper, and that wasn't fun. Uh, although I got a few kicks out of it, but it wasn't life and death. Uh, the the, the anti-vaxxers believe in something that I can't tell them anything. I, I, I wouldn't. I admire you, Frank, because you know about it. You research it. You feel comfortable arguing with them. I, I wouldn't. And I, 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 I I've spoken to many anti-vaxxers, as my son too. And and they they seem to create this this um, trust and validity in these fucking pompous airbags like Tucker Carlson. And here's the irony: Tucker Carlson, uh, uh, Sean O'Hannity, all of these fucking um, right wing uh, bullshit talk hosts on f- fake news, Fox News. Which is not news. Those are that like Fox News. I like it actually. It's very well presented. The 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 uh, the opinionated hosts, you know, the 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 their alternate uh, reality. They're full of shit. But people seem to believe in them. Like, and here's the hypocritical irony: you cannot work at Fox News unless you're vaccinated. So Sean uh, Ingram, uh, Doctor, whatever the fucker name, uh, Judge. Uh, whatever her name is, right? I know. Well, the they're judge. all vaccinated, those guys. They're vaccinated. Meanwhile, they like to fucking put the fuel on these anti-vaxxers, right? Who have all of these fucking things saying that there's people dropping dead every day, there people getting heart damage. <clears throat> I would say that over a billion people have been vaccinated in the world. And the side effects are so minimal that they don't even put a bleep. But the effects of COVID-19, that's a different thing. The effects of COVID-19 totally outweigh the risk of being vaccinated because millions of people have died from COVID. Is that a fair statement, Bill? Yep. And you know what? I think we all on this show realize that if we hadn't had the availability of a vaccine as quickly as we did, there'd be a lot more people dying. Oh, we'd be fucked. And it's, we, it'd, be, it'd be the Spanish flu all over again. Yeah. You know, the Sp- Spanish flu, the first wave was tragic. The second wave was volatile. And the third wave was fucking pure evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be... on YouTube. But I, um, in Chicago, uh, the mayor and the, the governor and the senator of... Illinois did not, the, 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 uh, the mayor of Chicago and the, the governor of Illinois and the uh, senator of Illinois, uh, you know, the World Fair is famous it's, it, throughout the world in, in Chicago, right? And they did not want to cancel it during the pandemic because they said it was, it was going to be fine. Well, there was fucking people walking to work who were dropping dead in the streetcar and on the street. Yeah. It, it, it was un- it was almost like the fucking plague, mm-hmm. 
And and that was uh, just a couple of soldiers bringing it back from uh, their uh, tour in Spain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, we're very blessed. We're, we're we are in our lifetime, yours, Tony's, and your Bill, and, and mine, the technology and the quickness and to keep us alive and to keep our quality of life good is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, but it's not good enough for fucking people, Bill. It's not good enough. They want to be free. Well, fuck you if you want to be fucking free. If, you're, if, you, if you become um, contaminated with COVID-19, you can kill other people. That's not being free. No. That's a figment of their fertile imagination. Their freedom is something not akin to ours. They're, 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 they're trying to be... I don't know what they are. I don't know an anti-vaxxer. I, I just don't understand. Why I, I, I've, I've listened to some anti-vaxxers on television. I've, I've listened to anti-vaxxers that I know, and, and they cannot give me any strong data or supporting evidence of their fucking bullshit. So if you talk to the top virologists, Tony, the real virologists, the top ones in the fucking world, right, that have dedicated their fucking life to the study, because uh, is it George Orwell? I think he wrote in a book that the single cell virus eventually might wipe out humanity. We're a, we're, we're, you know, we're a whole ecosystem. We have trillions of cells, but a single cell virus can walk into uh, a, you know, a human body and destroy it. But thank God for scientists. Yeah. Thank God for virologists. I mean, Tucker Carlson, I don't think he's ever cured anybody. And he infects people with bullshit. He's the dumbest fuck in the world. You know, but uh, what are you going to do? I don't listen to him, so he could be on the TV. Everybody has a right to say their own bullshit, right? But I, I want to protect myself, and I think, I think that the truckers wanted to protest, and they had a right. We have one of the most incredible countries in the world where you can voice your opinion without hurting somebody else. Those are the rules. Freedom of speech, as long as you do not yes. cross the line and hurt somebody else. That's right. Their statement, Bill? That's exactly what they, they were talking about that all this weekend. Out of honor, that, that was part of the... So, so you have people who busted the light, protest, but buy a home, and there's get out the people bellies. in this protest. I don't know who they are. I don't want to generalize, but there's people um, that are taking advantage of this protest, like Bill said so eloquently, that are shitting on people's lawns. They're, they're causing property damage, right? Although it hasn't been as bad as I hours. might be. Tony would know better. I mean, they they have defecated on uh, King Billy's horse, and they've uh, danced on uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, which is very offensive. Yeah, but I don't understand how that helps their, their plight. How does that help it? How does that help them? It, do, it doesn't help it, but they're not there to do anything but get, get drunk and have a party. Half of them. Yeah. How does it help their their plight by 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 shitting on the, and 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 defacing? You know, I was telling this story yesterday. When I was a kid, Bill, I was in Newfoundland, and um, I don't know, nineteen eighty one, eighty two, whatever. And we were playing with the band around Newfoundland, and we were on the main highway, 
with our big giant red bus uh, that said the band Toronto on it. And we looked on the side, and there was a guy with one leg and a prosthetic and a Winnebago following him and running on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know that was Terry Fox. Yeah. Like, I did, you know, there was no social media at that time. And we're in a fucking band. We didn't read the newspaper. Yeah. We didn't watch the fucking news. And, but I saw his face and his curly hair and the look of determination. I was, I was so emotionally affected by his courage and what he was doing. I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. But I knew it had to be something. And, and there was just a Winnebago and him by himself on the side of the road running. And oh, then yeah, when we got yeah. to Toronto, I had read uh, and heard that he had got to an enormous welcome in Quebec and that Izzy Sharp, uh, who was the founder of uh, the Four Seasons, yep. was a welcoming uh, committee. In fact, he, he, runs a, he, he was the founder of the Terry Fox Walk every year. Yep. And and when so I had to fucking see this guy, so we went downtown as he was coming into Toronto, and I was so emotional. Like the guys around me you knew me as a tough guy, saying, "What the fuck's wrong?" And it just affected me. And then and then when I heard that the cancer was back, and 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 I saw that that interview where a, a stupid moron reporter said, "Are you afraid?" And he goes, "What the fuck? Of course I'm afraid. Wouldn't you be afraid if your life was on the line?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so why, I mean, I'm sorry for the long-winded uh, story. Why the fuck, if you're protesting, if you're protesting, why the fuck would you go and damage, damage the, damage the, the statue? Hey, Tony, do you think that was right? No. No. The, and then Bill touched on the dancing on the tomb. And then, uh, you know. You think that's right, what, the, what they're doing? How is, how is that part oh, I, of I, their I, protest? What did Terry Fox do to them? No. No, I mean, you, Frank, there's, there's no thing that's right other than yeah. protesting peacefully. Right. Yeah. And peacefully was eliminated when they defecated on somebody's lawn and when they pissed on the monument. They're and not when they any... bro- broke into the shelters for homeless people demanding food. Yeah. You read about that, did you not, Bill? What was that? Yeah, the they, 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 they bullied and broke yes. into shelters for homeless people demanding oh, yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it eventually comes to that. Yeah. I mean, those people that showed up there that weren't truckers right. are the problems. And everybody knows that. The police knows that. Listen, I, get- I respect anybody who wants to voice their opinion. Um we had a protest on our street because a minister uh, lives on my street and, and uh, a provincial minister lives across the street and these fuckers came and honked and bonked and screamed and yelled obscenities at him. Um, and uh, I went outside and I said, uh, listen, this is a private street. You're on public property when you're on the street, but it's a private street. So give me your fucking address so I can come to your house and protest. Because if you want to say something to the minister, go down to his office or go to the, the capital where, 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 where Ford and they all sit and protest in front of them. Yeah. But not in front of my fucking house. No. Yeah. 
make a phone, phone call, call, send an email. Yeah. No, but go down there. Go down to the guy's office. Yeah. You got a beef with him. Why the fuck are you? Why are you offending all private citizens and people who have busted their ass all day? And then at eight o'clock and nine o'clock, they got to hear you fucking honking the horns and screaming. Well, that they, makes sense, guys. When, when they first got there, that they had a method of finding out where the cabinet ministers, where the members of parliament lived, and they're going to their house and they're going to do a job on it. That was their first threat. And and whether or not it was true, I don't know that we'll ever find out. But if you're a, a, a peaceful protester, that's not part of your uh, repertoire. Listen, listen, um, Bill, I think, I think you encapsulated everything right at the beginning of the whole, the whole situation, right? Where, where you said that there's people who, took, who were taking advantage, right, of the situation. Well, it was a, it's an easy place to get lost when you have all those trucks, all those people. You don't know who half of them are, if you're lucky. And the truck, I think it's an embarrassment to the Truckers Foundation, which is a peaceful group. And they're embarrassed by all these strangers that have come in and made it a mess. And well, if, uh, truckers are one of the most vital arteries in, 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 in the structure of business. And well, here they are trying to get their, 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 their loads uh, through at the border uh, in Alberta and Montana, and they, they can't. And so all of the produce that they're bringing up for Western Canada, it's rotted. Well, the, the, the point the government was trying to make was that if you're going to the States, you're leaving the, 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 the logistics of our country and the health laws and levels of our country, right? You have to be vaccinated. It's like... It's like when you're going if you when you're going to visit a country like if you're going to Africa, sure. Um, uh, if you're going to different parts of the world, you have to have vaccines for malaria. You have to you have to be vaccinated. Yep. So I don't understand what the fucking big thing is here. Well, in the middle people, of a fucking pandemic, nobody knows if we're at the ass end or if we're at the start of another fucking uh, situation. Well, the truckers are the last of the group. When I say the group, I'm talking about the railway, the airlines, any form of travel, whether it be transporting goods or transporting people, had to be vaccinated. Yeah, but they still they have said at the time, the, we'll look after the truckers Toronto. later. The, or you have not stopped that, and I think that's one of the biggest places that spreads the virus. You, you see people crammed into fucking buses and subways and, tra- uh, and streetcars. And, and, and they're not vaccinated, and, and you, you wonder to yourself this hypocrisy of having every, you know, restaurants under fucking government surveillance, and, and, and you have uh, businesses, and then you, you take a look at the, the public transit. That's where the biggest spreader events are right now. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. I believe that if you take public transit, you need to have on your fucking ticket that you're vaccinated. I went to play hockey last night. They checked to see if I was vaccinated, and I had to wear a mask. <laughs> you can't get in if, you, if you're not vaccinated. They just opened up the rinks again. Yeah. And well, they don't? I, I, you know, I, you know, MTA. I, 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 um, I respect the truckers. Um, being in business, they've been a vital part of my business all my life. But I just don't get the, the, where, how the, the evolution of this protest 
and what it's going to achieve, because ultimately it'll separate our country even further than where it is right now. But you see, Frank, whoever chose the site of the meeting was not very bright, except they wanted emphasis, they wanted uh, spectacular news. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they, wanted to, they wanted to create a big bang. They wanted to create a crescendo. They wanted to create an impact statement. Yeah. So they chose Ottawa. And well, they chose Ottawa because Trudeau right now is the guy, right? And, I mean, Trudeau... The thing that impressed me about Trudeau when he was running, um, he he would not be shy from protesters. And here he fucking turtled um, like a snail against a snake when he uh, he said that uh, he was he can't be going out right now because somebody close to him had COVID. Yeah, one of his sons. Yeah. So like, what if I was that was Trudeau, over? He declared he had it. If I was Trudeau, I would have went out for five days. If I was Trudeau, I would went out protected under glass with the fucking military beside me, and I would have spoke to the truckers. I would have said, listen, guys, we understand that your, your protest, I respect your protest, but I was elected to protect the fucking country. If you're going back and forth to the states, you've got to be vaccinated like everybody else. People who are going on planes, people who are going on trains, people who are going to uh, restaurants, people who are going to sporting events, all have to be vaccinated. It's not, this is nothing new. This is not a brand new idea. Mm -mm. Am I right? Tony, jump in and tell me if I'm saying bullshit right now. Yeah, no, and I, and I think this all could have been, you know, taken care of if he did meet. I'm not talking all the truckers, but... Meet. No, he should have come out. He should have come out and addressed them all. And I think that the, the guys, the real guys, women, there's a, there's a lot of women truckers that are spectacular drivers just as good as men, if not better. But I, I think he should have come out or he should have addressed everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that would have been... <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm shocked, Tom, because he's been, out of most of the politicians, um, you know, politicians are all full of shit. They use car salesmen. They get amnesia after they're elected. <laughs> I promise, I promise, yeah. Yeah, I promise, they give you this. And, and, and uh, anyways, I hope... I hope um, I love Ottawa, uh, one of my favorite places in, in, in the world, not just in Canada. Ottawa's always been very good to me, and it breaks, I saw some of the shit that they were doing, literally, um, and, you know, from private, because uh, you, you, you don't need to see the fucking uh, cameraman from the news. Everybody's a cameraman now on the planet, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the phones have some state-of-the-art, like Sony's got a new smartphone, which is basically a film camera. Mm -hmm. It's 40 megapixels. I mean, fuck. <laughs> it, 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 so, so, so I was watching it, and it was disgusting. Tony, I had to turn it off. Yeah. No, and as I say, you know, we talk about it, whether it's isolated incidences, I mean, you know, there are going to be some, uh, some real... <laughs> real beauties out there for sure that are going to be like Bill said and we talked about guys that are just going to you know use this as an opportunity to you know to, to, to you know do whatever their own agendas are you know what I don't understand guys just tell, tell me if I'm stupid here you know what I don't understand here guys is if you guys know that you're going right now to uh, protest and you're, you're 
50,000 truckers or whatever, whatever the, the amount was, right? Why wouldn't you, even the city uh, and the mayor, why wouldn't they put porta potties all along where these guys parked? Oh, uh, Frank, you know what? I, I'm glad they didn't piss on them. Pardon the expression. No, no, but, but they're I'm such, not, they're I'm such not smart asses. To them. I'm just talking as, as a health. You know, uh, you know, oh, yeah. you know, people. You know, to see somebody come to your front lawn and shit themselves, it's pretty disgusting. It's pretty despicable. Yes. Well, if they set the porta potties up, that would give them, you know, again, sort of a sense of, oh, we expect you to be around for a long time. So here. Well, I, 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 I just yeah. think that it's better. But it's better. So they're so now they got to shit. They got to, you know, they got to, you know. So where are they going? They're going into businesses. Most of them are closed. They got to go to a restaurant. Most of them are closed. So where are they going to go shit? <laughs> I would, I would say in the back of the truck. I don't know. I, I. I, I, I don't I don't I know of any trucker that has a porta potty in the back of his truck. No, no, I don't either. But I'm just I'm just telling you that it's it's time for. Um, I don't know. Did you guys see the interview with uh, Theo Fleury on uh, Fox News? No. Yeah, he was uh, he's uh, totally uh, anti-vaccine and totally anti all of this and uh, totally anti-Trudeau. Well, so I, I don't understand how anybody could tell Trudeau to resign over this. So if he's got if he's going to resign, then everybody's got to resign. Every prime minister and president of every democratic country in the world's got to resign. Uh, and and then and in China, you have to be vaccinated. In Italy, you have to be vaccinated, right? Yeah. So does everybody resign? No, I don't think I don't think. Trudeau has done anything here to resign other than deceive 40 million Canadians by pretending he's got COVID. Or is, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna, he was trying to... I agree with you. Out. I'm not going to defend him, Billy, but, but name me one politician that is not a fucking hypocrite. Give me one. I can't. I can't. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Boris Johnson. I am a big fan of him. And he got caught. You know, here's and this guy's a very well-educated, academic scholar, very intelligent man. Would that be a fair statement that Boris Johnson's very smart? Yes, I think he's 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 as smart as that particular group could be. Yes, he's a lot smarter so than Trudeau. I can tell you. What the fuck was he thinking of having cocktail parties in the middle of a lockdown? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't get it. I I, I don't get it. There, you, there's, you can't trust anybody anymore. There's leaks everywhere. Anyways, talk about stupidity. I don't know if you guys watched the Trump rally where he was telling people that he's being persecuted with bullshit, that he didn't do anything wrong, so he wants them to go protest against all of these judges and all of these uh, um, state attorneys, right? Yeah. He's basically threatening everybody. And, you know, you know when you're in trouble, your lawyer always tells you, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so the first thing a lawyer tells you when you're in trouble, shut the fuck up. Or he, does, or he doesn't put you on the stand. You, yeah, or he doesn't put you on the stand. Yeah. Trump basically <laughs> admitted that he was behind January 6th. 
Listen to the speech. Listen to his rally. Because I think he's one of those guys. He said, did you do it? No. Did you do it? No. God damn right I did. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I'm a few good men. Yeah. Did you order the cord red? No. Did you order the cord red? <laughs> God damn right I did. <laughs> That's it. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, I, I, I truly hope, I truly fucking hope that uh, our world, small um, enigma of, of, of a ball of dirt, gets their shit together for at least a few more generations. Mm-hmm. Because you know what's ironic? That I know we're in 2022, but it's ironic that in 1922, in, in like from the 1900s to into the 20s and in the 30s, just like into 2000, up, the, the world's all fucked up right now. You got 100,000 troops, uh, Russians on the border of the Ukraine because they want to take it over. You get the the Chinese that are intimidating Taiwan because they want to take it over. You know, Taiwan has become the the uh, I would say number one in the world for uh, manufacturing of uh, computer chips and technology. I, I, Tony, I don't know if you know or Bill. I think something like 30 or 40 percent of computer chips come from Taiwan. I didn't know I, that. Be, I believe that. You know, all the stuff that's in your car and uh, that's, that, that drives your computers that's in cell phones is from Taiwan. But a lot of it's from Canada. A lot of the material, no, the, I don't know how the many engineer, of the, 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 There's a lot of engineering in Canada, but a lot of the, the, the actual manufacturing, right? Yeah. <laughs> is Is in... Taiwan, though. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I don't know, but it, it doesn't surprise me. So, anyways, the world's pretty fucked up right now. And then we got this pandemic, and, and I just don't get it. And I've been vaccinated twice and have my booster shot, and if the, if the next booster shot's available, I will take that, too. Yep. You know why? Because my doctor, who I trust, and who's a very smart guy, uh, you know, he, he, three or four years ago, five years ago, before all of this shit, I went to get my physical, my annual physical, and he goes, he, his office is in a shopper's drug mart, and he writes me a piece of paper, goes, go get this. I go, what is that? He goes, it's shingles vaccine. I don't want that. I fucking, I had them all. Chicken pox, measles, mumps when I was a fucking kid. I don't need it. He goes, go do it. So I went and got it, because he told me to. And um, a buddy of mine didn't get it, and he fucking was in bed for a month, and he almost lost his sight. It went up his back, through his shoulders, up his neck, and into his eyes. Yeah. And he said he never felt pain like that in his fucking life. I've heard that too, Frank. That's a tough one. So can you imagine my, my doctor, me not listening to him? I could have fucked myself up. Yeah. Because I was listening to morons. I remember being at lunch, and we're talking about the shingles coming back, and one guy saying, yeah, but if you had it as a kid, you're good. So would you read that? Nah, I know. If you had it, yeah. So then like a puppet and a fucking parrot, I asked my fucking doctor, yeah, but if, he goes, no, look, who's the doctor here, me or you? That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. We'll get it done. 
So, you know what I'm saying to you? So the Toronto Maple Leafs last night, I don't know if you guys watched the fucking game. It looked like they were gone. They were done. Even though, I got to tell you, Bill, I've said this before, Peter Morazic is a fucking great goalie. Well, he saved the game for Jack the Cack last night. Came in because Jack uh, Campbell was not on his game. I, I, Peter Morazic's always been a good goalie. But, yeah, but he's playing extra good with Toronto. I thought he was phenomenal in Carolina, but the other night, I don't know, was it against the Islanders? Some of the fucking saves he made were... Yeah, against the Islanders it was, Saturday night. Against the Islanders were unfucking... Did you see some of those saves? Oh, yeah. He, he won that game by himself because the Islanders, were, they had nothing to lose. They were all over the Leafs. And the Islanders goalie made some fucking incredible saves, too. But Morazic played better. Yeah. Well, the best goalie in the NHL today is Freddie Anderson, the guy that couldn't play against Montreal. Say it again. Sorry. Freddie Anderson, Freddie, uh, the, the goalie that they traded to. Uh, yeah, Freddie Anderson. He's he might win a Stanley Cup. That's the irony. Everybody who gets traded wins a fucking Stanley Cup. And he, when you get traded from Toronto, you got a chance to win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> That. We have Freddie Anderson standing on his head this year for Carolina. Yeah, you know, he always was a pretty good goalie. He got, uh, you know, they were short him last year because injuries. They, they 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 got into his bean. The man he's big guys, big guys like Bishop, uh, Freddie Anderson, all these big goalies. They they get these fucking groin pulls, or they have. Uh, they're big guys. They're big guys. They're not like the little guys that uh, of one uh, uh, before. Anyways, uh, you know, Tony, I, I want to spend four minutes on you because the Ottawa Senators, I know they're not doing great this year, but they have sparks of, of genius in some of their games, eh? Uh, you they, know what? Uh, teams will be totally overhauled this year? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a rebuild. They've been doing a rebuild for a couple of years, but I think there's a lot of promise. Uh, you know, give us two, give us two, three years. I think we can, you know, do a lot of good things. You know, a lot of youth, right, with Batherson and Kachuk and Josh Norris, Shabbat, Stutzel. I mean, uh, Stutzla, um, really good young and up and coming talent. Talk about goaltending. They got to shore that up. Obviously, they, I think they made a bit of a mistake with Matt Murray. Uh, you know, he's obviously been sent down the minors and put through waivers and he's a five million dollar guy so he was supposed yeah, to but matt murray you know who matt murray is matt murray is the uh, brian defoe of the boston bruins remember he had two good seasons he, they they got rid of a lot of good goalies and they kept brian defoe they signed him to a big deal and then he just went flat well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's got a couple cups, so with the Penguins, right? But he wasn't really like the Penguins were a really good team. Uh, but you know, Forsberg. Got... He chased. He chased uh, uh, Flurry, Mark Andrew Flurry, out of there. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I mean, you, you got to kind of wage your chips. But there was injury issues he's already had with the Penguins, so they were taking a bit of a flyer, and it hasn't paid off. Uh, if, without good goaltending, we know we know you're not gonna you know you're not gonna have a great great season. But uh, well, like, you know everybody does the same thing. We did it here in Toronto. We we replaced Eddie Belfour with a young goalie who came from Boston, yeah. and he was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, future looks bright. That's all I can say. And uh, they're playing a you know I mean a, a pretty exciting style of hockey with the youth. Uh, they could shore up on the defensive end. Goal. I, I always, I, listen, I always watch the Ottawa Senators play. 
I, I love their I love their team. Um, and I I think this year I think this year, even though they're in the basement or close to the bottom, Montreal's there too. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, yeah. Maple Leafs are fourth overall. Yeah. Right now, by one point. Right. They're two points out of second place overall, or three points. But they in in their division, it's pretty pretty tough division, eh, Billy? Which one? The, the Leafs division, Toronto's in. With yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yep, and you know Boston may not get the wild card. They've, I thought when they brought uh, uh, took a rask in that they would just you know come right through and, and, and get some get some space, but they haven't. They I don't think they're five hundred since he. Oh, and 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 they got Detroit breathing down their fucking neck. Yeah, but you know Detroit's got a great little team. <laughs> yeah, they'll. they'll they're, to me, they're like Ottawa, but they don't have the talent that Ottawa has. No, I, I agree with they're everything that uh, Ottawa's a beautiful team. And, Tony, I don't think you're going to have to wait a couple more years. I think next year you'll see the evolution, right, of these young guys that have got a chance to play together for a year. They're quick. They're fast. I like your coaching. I like your management. Um, and Ottawa's got a great fan base. Yeah, no. As I said, the future looks bright. Um, like I said, I don't. I, I like DJ Smith. I think he's getting the most out of out of these guys. And yeah, I think as you know, as you said, there. I think we're playoff contenders next year. I think that's not a you know an oversight. I think that's legit. And I think we're getting you know Ottawa fans are getting a little impatient. If you can you know if I can say that they're expecting bigger things. Uh, you know, as sure. soon as, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's tough. It's tough. And I'm going to just say this. And I'm not, not that I'm trying to defend Melnick. Or it's tough uh, to be competitive every fucking year in a small market team. Oh, yeah. yeah, especially when uh, Doug Ford is closing the place half the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Anyways, we're going to take a short break. We come back with Joe Tilly, the great Billy Waters. Hey, Tony, be safe to you and your gorgeous uh, grandkid and uh, your beautiful family. And um, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice, Tom. Thanks, Frankie. Love you guys. Andrew, for me? Yeah. 
so so I, I uh, you know, it was nice to speak to Tony. I, I was surprised. I thought he would be a little agitated with uh, the truckers uh, being in uh, his uh, hometown. But, uh, you know, everybody has an opinion, and that's the way the world works. Billy, I want to ask you a question before we jump into sports. Um, are, do you think that we're at, at the end of this fucking uh, uh, horrific uh, horror show of a ride of this pandemic, or are we still in for a few more uh, horrific turns? I don't, Frank, I, I know nothing about it. All I know is that when you've got someone who is throwing lockdowns at you, like they're a dime a dozen, we're going to get more. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. He's a reactive guy as opposed to a proactive guy. And, you know, as my wife says to me, would you like the job? And I don't want the job. It's not easy. But I I just, to, to answer your question, I hope it's the end, Frank, but I don't think so. I don't think so. And it's come to the point where we're going to have to live with it. That's my point. I mean, we're, this is going to become the common cold of the 2020s. And you better get used to it. And we're going to have to take uh, a, some, an, another form of vaccination. It'll, it'll be a COVID pill, which will be similar to uh, a COVID vaccination, similar to a cold. When you take your cold cold shot. They'll, they'll combine them. I, I just, I don't see how we're going to live without this. It's, it's, uh, well, I, I, I watched, I watched, uh, I watched a couple of, um, high profile doctors, head of, uh, major hospitals across the United States. And they were saying that in areas where the infection rates going down and there's high, va- high vaccination rates, and the the emergency things are beginning to calm, calm down, and the hospital beds are getting freed up. They agree that the lockdowns or or some of the strict uh, protocol can be siphoned, can softened up. But they said that in the areas where there's still a lot of people in the hospital and ventilators, and there's very low, uh, you know, people being vaccinated, they need to keep they need to stay the course. And I tend to agree with them, Bill. Yeah, well, that's the way they put it. You have to, we have to stay with them because if our medical system breaks down, we're all done. I mean, that's, that goes without saying, but I, I, I don't understand how some parts of the United States can uh, get along without it, and uh, we're, 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 we're tighter than Billy be goddamned. I mean, I, I just... There's got to be an ease, not easier, because it is difficult, but there's got to be a more sensible way of controlling this thing. And well, whether it's... You know, because it's a highly infectious virus, right? Yeah. It, you have to wear your fucking mask. Now, something I've never understood in my life, and my, you know, people are, that I know that are in the medical community are saying that the mask will be with us forever when you go to the hospital or when you go to a doctor's office or a dentist's office. And I don't understand in the past why you were allowed to go to a hospital and why you were allowed to go to your doctor without a mask. Well. Because when you go to your doctor's office, everybody's fucking sick. Yeah. Well. That's why they go to the doctor's office. There was nothing as infectious as what we got 
in 2020. 100%. It's, it's a 100% good. Off, hopefully. Hopefully we I, I was thinking the other day, what if we what, what if we get over it and we have 2022 to ourselves and then somebody mixes up another concoction and we're off to the races again. This this we I, I don't think we can handle it. And and Frank there are a lot of people that have suffered mentally for the torture that they've gone through from COVID and the, the concern, the fright. There's a lot of people that are frightened that it might compromise them, and, and it's, it's, there's no fun. And if they... Well, I, I, I believe that I protected my family, and I stayed the course of the experts, not the course of the fucking whack jobs, no. the morons, the pontificator, the cocksuckers who know nothing. I stayed the course of the experts, and I, we were lucky. Nobody in my family got COVID at all. And uh, we, then when the vaccinations were available, we got them. Uh, we followed all the rules, and it protected us. Yeah. It protected us. Oh, sure. It exposed us. Like I, I say to <clears throat> I sent down my sister and my brother and their husbands and wives, respectively, and I said, you just follow the rules. You social distance. You don't go to places you don't know. You don't spend a lot of time uh, going to have a drink or have anything in a restaurant or bar that you don't know. And if you know it and it's well run, you can pretty be, be pretty safe from that standpoint. But if you have no dis, if you have a blatant disregard for this for COVID, you're going to get it, and it's not going to be fun. And I think, and, and or you might end up in a hospital with a fucking tube down your fucking throat. That's right. And uh, there's there's been lots of those stories. Lots of those stories. So what do you think of the Toronto Maple Leafs are, 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 are that have one of the best goals against statistics in 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 the in the NHL? Well, Frank, I think they've got one of the top. Five teams in the NHL, which is but that's fairly lofty. I, I also think that if they don't get defensemen who have experience in the playoffs and who are strong and good in front of the net, they're going to they're going to have trouble winning the first round because those the teams they're playing they'll be they could end up playing either Tampa or Florida. They're pretty good hockey teams. Well, I, I, I'm very impressed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And also, they, usually, usually, in the past, they would uh, get down so many goals that they, they dug such a deep fucking hole that they would never get out. And it seems that if they have a bad period or a bad shift, they forget about that and come back with a powerful shift. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and just... Frank, the thing about them is that they're led by a guy, Matthews is one of the... He'll go down in history as one of the great Leaf players. This guy's very good. And he, he does things that not too many players can do. And uh, he just, he's simply a great player. And he's, he, he's, he's going he's to have to do better in the playoffs than he did last year. I, I disagree with you. I think the coach is going to have to do better in the playoffs. Yeah, no, and you know what? I do too. But Frank... I think that he's better. I, what I've heard of him this year, I think he's more mature, and I think he'll be better. 
I don't know if you heard this, but I heard this from some very reliable people in in the in, in the hockey business that the Leafs, the whole Leaf dressing room is extremely united, and and the two goalies love each other, and uh, Mrazek is fit in absolutely unbelievable. There is no uh, personality clashes. There's no, uh, uh, you know, fucking drama or soap opera no. um, in, in the dressing room. And you can tell that that bench, like Jason Spezza has become a, a, an unbelievably, unbelievably great, spectacular leader. Well, he's a big guy. He can, he can handle, he still handles the puck well. I, I think he's been... He's been the most pleasant surprise. I mean, he played last year, but I mean, this year he's been. They put him wherever they want him. They'll put him on right wing. They'll put him. And at... he's happy to play. Yeah, he's. Uh... I love him. Frank, I think he's a great Toronto Maple Leaf. We still haven't mentioned a defenseman. That's the problem. They got to get a defenseman that can play in in a tough NHL playoff series. And if they don't. Those two little Swedish kids are gonna have too much. It's not. It's. I like them though. I think they, they're really gritty. They're fucking great skaters. Yep, they are. They look. Cousins playing great this year. And a lot of people are hoping that they can, uh, they can play well enough to make the Leaf defense better come the playoffs, or uh, they'll trade one of them to at least get a defenseman of. Of some description for the playoffs, they got to help. Uh, I, I, well, you know what? I'm, I, I th- the only, the, the only, the only critique I had last year is that we got out coached by the Montreal Canadiens. We got out coached the year before by Columbus, by T- John Tortorella, right? Yeah. And, and, and we've been out coached by the uh, Boston Bruins. So. And to see the three of them, all, they were all, they all had similarities, Frank. They were all. Very strong physically teams, and they they played heavy hockey. And they also had old dog, very sharp, shrewd coaches. Yes, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I had no question they wrote. And we did not. Yeah, they were, they were, and you see what he's doing now. He's changing the lines around because that's the one thing he didn't do and couldn't have and could have done to help them when they were trying to beat Montreal. He just stayed. Well, what he did, what he did last night that shocked me. Which kind of gave me some 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 sort of hope is that he pulled Campbell. Oh yeah. Because normally he wouldn't pull him because there's this 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 incredible leadership, right? I mean, there's this incredible loyalty. Yeah. Right? Well, listen, Campbell in the month of November there wasn't a better goaltender in hockey. He was outstanding, and I think he has a loyalty to him because he's played so well and. As you know, he's, the Campbell's very popular with his teammates, too. They think. And he's very popular in Toronto. Yeah. Yep. But, but, but if your goalie's playing bad, your goalie's playing bad. Oh, yeah, there's nothing you can do. In your head. If your goalie's playing bad, your goalie's playing bad, right? I did. If your goalie's playing... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your goalie's playing bad, your goalie's playing bad. So you got to pull him. Oh, and Morazic saved the game last night. Yeah, he did. He did. And Morazic has played well in a lot of stops along the way. I mean, when you put their their careers together, Morazic's is, 
as good, if not better, I would say better than Campbell's. But Campbell has come nicely in the last year. I, I, in the month of November, Frank, I couldn't believe how, how well he played. He was stopping everything. Listen, I have nothing against Campbell, but if the tournament police were 100%, 100%, uh, uh, um, they, they have 100% faith in Campbell, they wouldn't go get a guy like Morazic. Morazic is not a backup fucking goalie. No, he's not. And you, know, and you don't pay him 404.7 million. Yeah, you know, you, you, you know, you, you, you know, they, they got, they, he's their insurance policy and an expensive one too. Oh no, he's he's got to play. They got to have him ready, and he might even Morazic could very easily outplay Campbell between now and the time the playoffs start. Well, you, you fucking take a look at Anderson. He's outplaying Campbell in uh, in uh, in uh, Carolina. No. Oh no, that was the worst thing that ever happened when they didn't put Anderson in. But I think that both both. Uh, Brendan Shanahan and Dubas had a, had, a, had a part in that. They said, well, we don't want him around here. We don't want to pay him five or six million. Let's just let him go. Hey, listen, I, I think I think the most to win important that thing right now is that Toronto's to... got two very strong goalies, and they have probably the best firepower of any team in the NHL. Well, I, 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 other than maybe uh, uh, Colorado, right, Frank, they've got... They've got uh, We've got five players that can really put it in. And the other, as a team, as a group of 13 players, you've got to watch Florida play, Frank. I've watched them a lot. I got the NHL thing here. So I watch them a lot. And holy Christ, can they play. And they're going to they're gonna be playing. Either the, either the Leafs will play Florida or they'll play Tampa. Because they'll be well, Tampa. I'm going to say this. If the Toronto Maple Leafs get pushed out in the first fucking round, there's there's going to be a major shakeup this year. Yeah, there, there's no fucking way they're going to let it go. I hope that there is because it'll, it'll mean they didn't they didn't do what they had to do to give this team a. I mean, this is five years for these guys. A year you're wasting another year, and I, 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 I start with Shanahan and just clean her right out. But, but well, they're going to, they have no choice, right? Yeah. That's what they're going to do in Montreal. They've already done that. They're just going to get rid of the players. The Leafs have got so many young players. They're under 25. They're not going to dump the players. They may have to trade one of them to get a defenseman. But if they go through, if they have the same symptoms as they had last year, they're all gone. But would you would you trade would you trade a Marner? I think Marner is. Uh, well, he's one of the top-right wingers in hockey. He's as good a playmaker as there is. I, I don't like his attitude, but I like the way he plays. I, I'd have a hard time trading him. And I think, Frank, you'll have a hard time trading him, too, because he's paid so much. And yet, you look at last year, he got almost 100 points. And now he's starting to go. He's going to get 60, 70, 80 points. And, and he's when you put he in... And uh, Austin Matthews together as dynamite. And 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 do you think John Tavares has paid out off for the Leafs? Nope. No, sir. I, I he was he's overpaid by at least 
$3 million a year, at least. And I have nothing against John Tavares other than John Tavares is John Tavares. And you watch him, he can't, he's a, he's a good playmaker, but he doesn't have skating speed. He doesn't fit in with the rest of those guys. And he's, he's trying to move. Reminds me of Andrew Chuck. Marner can help him. And Marner, if you leave Marner with Matthews, you're fine. But does, doesn't he remind you of uh, Andrew Chuck? He's better than Andrew Chuck. Huh? He could skate faster than Andrew Chuck. Isn't skate better than Andrew Chuck? Yeah, I think so. I think so, Frank. So, so what about, where do you put Nylander? Oh, I think Nylander is, uh, is a very good hockey player. I wish he'd handle his, uh, his negotiations better. But he, he got a free ride there because that was Dubas' first shot at it, and he, 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 he wasn't very smart. Should have left him over there. That would have been the best thing for him. But you just watch, you watch him play, Frank Christ. He can skate like the wind. He can put the puck in the net. He's, now they got him on a third line, but they're moving him up to the second. Uh, I, I, I think they're trying to get some balance in their scoring. Otherwise, they'd be better off to put him on the left side with, uh, with uh, Matthews and, uh, and Marner. They've got bunting, and he's done a great job. Bunting, the kid from Scarborough, uh, and he's, he's he's played as as well as an offensive player as uh, uh, Zach Hyman did. But I, uh, I I I've gotten to like Nylander. I think Nylander can I love him. play a lot of spots and play well. I love him. Yeah, I know I think you do. He's great. I I I I love uh, I love uh, Nylander. I love watching him play. I love I love how he turns around his whole. Um, he's going to be a superstar, and anybody who says he's not is blind. Yeah. Well, you know what? So is Austin Matthews. So is Marner. They are already those. Nylander is still 25. I mean, they're in another three or four years. Of I, I, I think uh, Nylander is going to be a superstar. And I, I think you'll, you'll tell me to fuck off, but I think he's going to be as good as Sundin, if not better. He might be. He might be. He's, he's a great skater. He's a very strong. How old is he, 26? Mm, I think 25 or 26, yeah. Yeah, so so he's at the pinnacle of his of his adulthood, of his of, of, of being an athlete. What do they say that your your muscles are the hardest and the strongest? Your stamina is at twenty five, twenty six. At twenty five, twenty six, you stop growing. Yep, that's it. So, so I, I think he's got a chance to be. But um, there's a year they, that it all kind of levels off for about five years. You've got twenty five to thirty to really make hay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You you got uh, from eighteen to twenty five to develop. Yeah. And twenty five to thirty to be a superstar. And if they get five years of superstardom out of them, they'll. I, but Bill, he is a superstar. Bill, nobody, there's no goalie in the NHL that can stop his shot from just the, at the top of the slot. Yeah, oh no, he can. And there's no goalie in the NHL that can stop 
fucking Austin Matthews shot from the bottom of the circle. No. Am I right or am I wrong? You're, you're, you're right. And, and Matthews has had a bit of a dry spell up until last night. He's going to go again tonight. He'll start. He's starting to snap him. And you know what's phenomenal is that kid who got the hat trick the other night. Yeah, bunting. Bunting. Yeah, like Mr. Like bunting cake. <laughs> this fucking guy's amazing. The He's... most unassuming hockey player on the ice. And what he does, Frank, is he pisses off. He can get under the skin of the other team. He pisses them off. He's a good skater. He's got great hands. And he's like Phil Esposito. He knows where to be. Yeah, yeah. And the, it seems to me that the fucking puck gravitates to him. Yeah. Oh, no, I was surprised. Because he, he didn't get a lot of goals in Phoenix, and they didn't play him that much. Of course, playing for Phoenix and playing for Toronto is a completely diametrically opposite experience. Yeah, but also this coach is, like you said, this coach is giving him uh, playtime. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's on a good line. He's good with. Listen, I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs, I, you know, I think they're a very well balanced team this year. Yeah. I, and I'm very happy with the. They probably have one of the finest tandem of goaltending in the NHL right now. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's a, that's a reasonable comment. They're they're both. Uh, in the one case, Morazic has proven himself in the NHL for a long time, and Campbell is starting to come to the point where he's. He's had a few bad games lately, but as I... Yeah, but that's the problem with Campbell. He'll either play phenomenal for you for seven, eight games, ten games, and then he'll play four or five bad ones. And maybe those four bad ones will cost you the fucking series. Yeah, yeah. He played four bad fucking games against the Montreal Canadiens in the playoffs. Yep. And, but I'm not going to blame Campbell. I'm going to blame the coach. Because he had... One of the premier goalies of the NHL warming up the fucking bench. Well, fuck. Just talk about to talk to anybody in in uh, in Carolina. Jesus Christ, Anderson is he's outstanding. And, and he was for a certain portion of his stay in Toronto, but the last year he was hurt. The last the last year he was there was hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt. But if you're hurt, you're hurt, Frank. You got to look after the guy. You got to get him. But they didn't give a fuck. They didn't want to have to pay him, and his contract was up. And so they just they they don't. Anyway, see, might want to stand the cup with Carolina. Carolina's got a monstrous team, a monstrous fucking team this year. I agree. And 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 the irony, I hate to fucking say it, every time somebody leaves Toronto, they go on another fucking team and they win a Stanley Cup. Andrew Chuck left Toronto and won a Stanley Cup with fucking Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Murphy left Toronto in shame, and he won a Stanley Cup with Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. You know, every fucking time somebody gets the fuck out of here, they go. The only guy who didn't, who basically his career went down the toilet, was Curtis Joseph. Yeah, Curtis, had a, and, and you know, Curtis, fuck. Well, you know the story I told you. We signed Eddie uh, uh, three hours after Curtis finally told us that he wasn't coming back to Toronto. But yeah. he, he never, we got, we got a bargain there. Well, if you talk to Keenan, he'll tell you that he never thought Curtis Joseph was any type of good goalie. No, I knew he that. chased him out of St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. And they chased him out of Edmonton. I think, Frank, you're, you're a goalie connoisseur. I think Curtis was a, gam was a gambler. You know, he, he, he wasn't. Uh... I, 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 you know, Curtis Joseph, as far as I was concerned, I thought he was completely 
Um, like he was not he was not uh, athletic like Balfour or uh, or this kid Morazic. Like Morazic is is just a fucking great athlete to watch. Oh yeah. So Curtis Joseph came from the old school, you know, try to play position, a la Jacques Plante, play positional, right? Yeah. And hope for the puck to hit you. Now, that, that, that was great in the 60s and the 70s, but now these fucking kids, they can, t- they can if you show them just a little bit of a pinhole of light, they'll fucking score on you. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I saw, I, I, I saw uh, the Buffalo Sabres break a fucking heart um, on a shitty goal on Curtis Joseph. I saw Carolina break her heart on a shitty goal on Curtis Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. He had a few of them. We had, huh? we had a guy on the board of directors who kept telling... Mike Pekka. Mike Pekka scored the worst fucking goal I've seen him score on any goalie. And he killed us. Remember Buffalo Sabres beat us? Oh, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. they went on to play the Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. And then they beat the, the. They lost against the Philadelphia Flyers because Hasek wouldn't play. And then the and then Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia went on to play for the Stanley Cup against Detroit, and Detroit beat them. Yeah, for sure. That was our year again, too. Yeah. Well, our year was when we lost to uh, Montreal. I mean, I'm uh, sorry, uh, the Los Angeles Kings. We'd have, we'd have beaten Montreal. Oh, with your eyes closed. Yep. It's strange how fate plays a big part in the Stanley Cup. I mean, there's seven games you have to play, but on the way, you know, if you if you miss the opportunity like we did, and Gretzky had a fucking terrible series until the final game. Yeah, but he, so did our, our goalie. Uh, so did Felix Podman had a terrible game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... So you had three things. If, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the ultimate sommelier of fucking hockey. So correct me if I'm wrong. That game was a fucking. I had to. I had to go fucking jump out the window on that game because we had. Uh, Pop Van had a. He was nervous. You can tell he was a young guy. What was he? Nineteen or twenty? He was scared or twenty-one, right? Yeah. And the ref, the worst refing I've ever seen in my life during that game. Mm-hmm. And Gretzky was was should have been thrown out of the game. For what he did. Oh, Six game, he should have been thrown out. He should have been thrown out of the game. It was. We didn't. Our, we didn't play our game in the seventh game in our building. It was all there for us, and you know it was only. I think it was only one goal lost, but it was more than that. Great. And I love Kelly Rudy. I, I'm a. I, I know him as a. I know him personally. I, I like him, but he was never. He was never um, a supreme goalie. He was not in the upper echelon of goal t- uh, goalies. No, he just got the job done. Yeah. He just got the. He just got the job done, and. Uh, you know, he he was not a Billy Ranford. Mm. He was not um, uh, what was the goalie? One of my favorite uh, goalies, um, ever who played for the Vancouver Canucks, who lost they lost against the New York Rangers. Kurt, Kurt, uh, Kurt McLean. Yeah, he was a good one. Kurt, he was like you know in that era that you had Kurt McLean, you had um, uh, Richter from uh, from the New York Rangers, right? Yeah, yeah. You had Billy Ranford. You had uh, Grant Fuhrer. You had. He had some fucking, he had, you know, uh, Patrick Wall was coming up uh, to becoming a superstar goalie, right? Yep. And, 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 and then you had Kelly Rudy. Yep. Well, you do know, Frank, that Billy Ranford was uh, the goalie coach for Los Angeles. One of my favorite goalies in the history of hockey was Billy Ranford. 
you know, you know, ten years ago, or six years ago, or seven years ago, maybe just before COVID, or a couple of years before COVID, they had a, a game with all ex Edmonton Oilers, and, and he nobody could score on him. Yeah, oh no, he, he was a, he was a good guy, but he Joe Bowen was out there with the Leafs, and Billy was a friendly guy. He knew Joe from around. He said, "How's your new goalie? They just traded for uh, Campbell." Joe says, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's working out. He's going to play for you. He said, he'll be your number one goalie next season. Told Joe. And Joe told me that. I said, fuck off, he told you. He said, yeah. He said, he'll be your number one goalie next season. And then I saw Jack Campbell talking about his career, and he was talking about what a profound influence Billy Ranford was on him changing from just a backup not even a backup in the NHL, a backup in the American League, uh, to becoming a number one goalie. So I, I knew then that uh, Billy knew what he was talking about. Listen, Billy Ranford, uh, Billy Ranford, Kurt McLean, and Richter are three goalies in that era that were absolutely stunning. Yeah. When equipment was shit, when goalie equipment was shit, and everything weighed a ton, and you know it was only after the career that goaltending equipment just became paper. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, it, you know, it was Johnny, John Brown from Collingwood, Ontario, who revolutionized not putting deer hair inside the pads and not using leather. Yeah, I knew that. I heard you tell, tell a lot of stories. Yeah, Johnny, John Brown, uh, I mean, he's too small to, to be, to, for have his equipment in the NHL and today because you have to pay big fucking money to be licensed to sell to the NHL. Yeah, that was the end of him. All those uh, surcharges on the equipment companies. You're either in or you're out. If you didn't have the money, you're out, unfortunately. Uh, you, you know, the, 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 I, I, listen, I told you this a thousand times. One of my favorite parts of being a hockey fan was when the Dallas Stars played the Edmonton Oilers and Tommy Salo was in net for the Edmonton Oilers and Eddie Belfort was in net for the Dallas Stars. It was one of the greatest. Great series, yeah. I remember watching it, and uh, I, I wasn't at any of those games live. I don't know whether I was. I was with the Leafs, or I was still in the agent business, but I watched them all on TV. They were they were very entertaining. Yeah, but the, the, you know the, there was three overtimes, four overtimes. It was great hockey, and that was when the Dallas Stars had Mike Medano. What a fucking player he was, eh? Yeah, I never forget. We went into. Minnesota for a game, and it was up in the press box, and I was talking to Bobby Clark. I said, he'd just come over as general manager. He said, what, a, what a player he was, eh? Yeah, he said, well, Willie, he said, it'll be going just as well as that number nine goes, Madano. And he was right. Madano won a Stanley Cup with him. They, that, this, Bobby. He, he, you know, I know you're going to say fuck, but he, he reminded me, he reminded me of... Um, Mary Lemieux he was a big player. He 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 could skate like the wind. He had a great shot. Great skate. He had six guys hanging on him. Yeah, he was. I, I thought Mike Medano uh, was the most underrated player of his era. Could have been. Could have been. You know what? No, and no one could figure out is why Mike Medano went to Prince Albert to play junior. Now he played well out there, but you'd think he would have played in Ontario. He was an American. Yeah, yeah, 
Mike Madonna was American, was he not? Yeah, he was American. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he went, he played in Prince Albert. Imagine a kid living, leaving Detroit to go to Prince Albert. But it was great for him because he, had, he played on a, on a great team and he played very well. And he, uh, I think he had Terry Simpson as a coach who was a pretty good coach. So he, he probably, being away from home, developed better as a hockey player. Well, I've talked to a lot of American guys um, who, who, instead of going scholarships in colleges in the United States, they, they wanted to play in, in uh, the junior system of Canada. Yes. Well, I think I think because, because they felt that they could uh, develop better and 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 and, and understand uh, uh, the style of hockey in Canada. Yeah. Well, and and they 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 come in as seventeen-year-olds and play against twenty-year-olds to start, but that that's the same in college. But you're playing against more highly skilled players. I must admit, though, Frank, that the U.S. college programs have improved a lot. I, I agree with you 100 percent. I'm just telling you that I'm speaking to a lot of Euro players. Uh, Russians, Finnish, um, uh, you know, uh, fucking um, Swedish, uh, Americans, and they have all their dreams to play in the NHL. And b- before the NHL, they want to play in the Canadian junior system. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've uh, they started to get rid of this phone call. There we go. Yeah, let me hear. So... I'm just I'm just telling you that you know Canada, like and you know what Canada just did, Canada just did something that most unprecedented. Um, they just beat the United States of America in in in, in uh, European football. Yeah. So they got a chance to go to the World Cup. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just fucking amazing what they did. Yeah, I know. I watched the game. It was great. It they was... played it in Hamilton, did they not? At the Tim Horton Stadium there? Oh, yeah. 12,000 people. Well, that's all it fit. They were frozen. They were fucking frozen, but they were there. Yeah. And, and, and what I'm saying to you is, it was absolutely amazing. You know what I don't understand? Why the fuck they didn't play that game in the Sky Dome? Oh, yeah. Or the Rogers Center. I keep calling it the Sky Dome. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was a. No, they 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 came out in Edmonton. I don't that what did they call it the Kanye Cup or whatever it was, uh, the, the one they were playing in now. But the Canadian team has really, really been impressive. I'm not a great soccer enthusiast, but I like to watch Canada do well on there. I I, I love soccer. Well, you can't say soccer because they, they they shit on you in the in Europe when you call it soccer. Yeah, yeah. But Euro Euro football. I love it. Um, I mean, but I have to have a team in there that that I I have a, a the skin in the game, which is emotional. So whether it's Italy, uh, uh, Canada, and and I'm, I'm I have a, an affinity for England. Yeah. No. I, well, England's. I don't know whether it's the good soccer there, and they're good soccer fans. I I I, I just think that the game of soccer is going to benefit so much. From Canada competing in the World Cup, uh, I, I have an affinity for England. Uh, my father, uh, God rest his soul, for some reason he loved Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they were a good team. Yeah, I mean he was just, he was Sicilian, so he liked Palermo. That was the, the, their his team, and his other team was Manchester United. He just he loved the way they played. He loved English soccer. He, he English football. He thought it was a great 
It was just great. Yeah. No, no, it was. I, I watched. I, I don't. I think I've watched both the last five games of the soccer team, and I'm very impressed with the coach. I think the coach is doing a marvelous job, Frank. He's. Listen, listen. What beating the United States and now going to the next level to go to South America? That's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, and they got the, they play this Wednesday, don't they? And uh, yes, yes, I'm gonna be watching the fucking game. I'm 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 on I'm on the bandwagon, man. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. on the bandwagon for anything Canada does, whether even if it's fucking the, the the international ping pong fucking team. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, no, so do I. Uh, just, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, whether it's curling, whether it's fucking bowling, anything that Canada's in that's a national international competition. Yeah. I'm, I'm in on it. Yeah, all good for you. I, I like that too. I, that's what I like about international sports. I've always felt that international, the sooner the U.S. and Canada can compete evenly with each other, the sooner international hockey will become a big money maker. Uh, you know, here's the irony now. Um, Canada, the, the, you know, was was completely imbalanced when they played any team. And then, you know, the Russians came, you know, uh, are really strong. The Finns, uh, the Swedes, right? Yep. Um, the Czechs, the, the Czech Republic is, is one of the premier countries in the world for hockey. Yep. Kazakhstan, you know, they're, they're coming. But, but if you take a look at the United States of America, in the last 15 years, they've excelled to being a world power on ice, too. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir, Frank. Yes, sir. They are, and that's what I'm saying. Now, matches between Canada... you Pretty equal. I would say they're pretty equal. They're, yeah. And, and You know, I'll never forget what Jeremy Roenick said when we beat the U.S. Uh, they interviewed him after, and he goes, listen, I'm American. I was uh, pushing for uh, the United States, but if any team had to beat us, I'm glad it was Canada. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. Now, that's a, that's, that's a gracious human being. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he played junior in Hull, I think. I think he was in... He did, he did, he did. He did. I love Jeremy Roenick. I think, he's, I think, I think he got the, the shit end of a stick. He tried to be funny. He was on ESPN oh, yeah. for a long time, and they cut his throat. Yeah, wrong, wrong time, wrong place. Yeah, you can't, you can't be funny anymore. No. Nope. Not anymore. Like Rodney Dangerfield would be woked right out of off the stage right now. One of the funniest lines Rodney Dangerfield ever said was that his mother never breastfed him because she only liked him as a friend. <laughs> I never heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his favorite joke is he said that he came home early from work one day. He saw a guy running down the street naked. He says, "Why are you running down the street naked?" The guy says, "Because you're home early." Rodney Dangerfield was the king of the one-liners, and he would not be able to with this fucking politically correct garbage, right? Yeah. Oh, no, shit. Well, his wife, Rodney Dangerfield, said he said to his wife, you know, our kids are spoiled. And the wife said, they all smell like that. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. So when I can't sleep, I go on YouTube, and I watch them. I watch them on the Tonight Show. I watch them. If you want to see Rodney Dangerfield kill it, 
He was, um, you know, when the, the presidents of the United States have those galas? Yes, yes. So he entertained um, Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan, and I forget who the vice president was at the George Bush. Yeah. The vice president was George Bush Sr., the best. And he was a great president, too, George Bush. Um, so he, um, he killed him. He killed him. So he told Reagan that him and his wife made a deal that they would only smoke when they had sex. He was down to a pack a year, and his wife was up to four packs a week. <laughs> uh, he was good. So, so uh, what's his name? Ronald Reagan was crying. Tears were, and so, you know, George W. Bush had a great uh, sense of humor. So he, he, they were, he killed them all. He was the funniest guy in the world. But now you can't be a comedian anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, he was funny. That golf movie, the one I saw was. Oh, Caddyshack. That was a Canadian movie. You know that, right? I didn't know that. I didn't. That was a Canadian movie. Uh, Caddyshack with uh, Ted Knight from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes, yeah. Chevy Chase. Bill Murray. Yeah. And Rodney Dangerfield. It was the greatest, uh, funniest. Anytime it's on TV, I'll watch it. Where did they, where did they shoot that? Do you know? I, I, I think they shot at a golf course. Uh, um, in, in in northern Toronto somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but um, yeah, that that was shot here in Canada. And uh, and just like um, uh, what the fuck, the the Bill Murray movie uh, about camping, uh, about the camp, the camp, meatballs, meatballs. That was a Canadian movie too. Oh yeah. That was a big huge movie with Bill Murray. Huge. Okay. And so, so I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs this year is their year to dominate. They beat Tampa. They beat Boston really good, right? Yeah. And and I think it's their year to dominate. Well, it's uh, I I I've told you they need to add if they can get one defenseman even just just to strengthen their defense. Like when when's the trade deadline? I'm not a big Muzzin guy, but they need him to be their fourth or fifth defenseman. But if they... I'm a big Muzzin guy. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. I like him. I really do. The only problem with a guy like Muzzin, he plays hard and he gets hurt fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a big guy. Uh, he's he he runs lot. into the corner. He has no fucking... Um, he goes full fucking the whole shift, right? The, so a guy like that's going to get hurt all the time. Yeah. The guy, Wendell Clark was like that. He played his shift, bang, balls out every time. Yeah, he did. And that's why Wendell Clark uh, retired, what was he, 35, 36 when he retired? Well, he, he was lucky he got to play again because there was a point after about four years that he, he his body was, he had to start playing the game just a little differently. Can't, couldn't yeah, well, he couldn't skate like he did because, what was it, five or six of his discs were all fucking gone? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, Riley's fucking great. Riley's great. He's matured this year. Morgan Riley's playing great. Oh yeah, the defenseman. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know what they say? It's all about Frank. They signed him to a new contract. He really wanted to stay in Toronto, and he was coming into his final year. And within a week, they signed him. Yeah, he took a haircut. I heard they were offering him a gazillion dollars. Other things. Well, they they paid him eight million. That's a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, but he could have got more than that. 
He might have. Or he could have went to the states and, and got eight million and fucking paid less less taxes. Oh yeah, well that's that's true. That's true. Go to Dallas or go to Florida. Or go to fucking New York. They would have taken him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm talking about the taxes. The tax. Yeah, New York, New York, New York. Oh, you're talking because each state has thing, but still, New York is cheaper than Toronto. Yeah. Ontario than Canada. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so you could have went to New York. A lot of a lot of guys went to like Daryl Sittler lives in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Because he, of the taxes. Yep. And that's the great state of New York. Yeah, I I know that the the tax savings like in Florida are substantial. Uh, I I think there's a, a, a variance of almost twenty seven percent. Oh yeah. So on eight million dollars, that's uh, two point four million bucks. Yep. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Sure is. Listen, Morgan Riley, I think he's going to play his career here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I, I like the way he's played this year, Frank. He's a fucking great player. Last year. And and I like... Year before that, Frank, he had a big year. Big year. It, Morgan Riley's a great player. He's maturing. He's growing into his position. And I think that the other guy who's absolutely amazing is Bunting. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's 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 earned a spot. You know who I I and I've heard this. I, I forget her name, but she's a very prominent figure skater. That's uh, Morgan Riley's partner. I did not know that. I forget her name, but she's and that's part of probably his affection for Toronto too. I forget what her name was, but she like she was a, a figure skater that I recognized the name. So good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to try to find it. So, as soon as you put more on Google, Morgan Riley's name comes up. He's, he's, he's only 27. Yeah. He was born in Vancouver. Yeah. 217 fucking pounds. He's six foot one. That's, he's a big boy, eh? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's strong. It does, it does not, oh yeah, here it is. Uh, Riley is in a relationship with Canadian Olympic figure skater Tessa Virtu. Virtu, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pair skater, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's an Olympic uh, thing, uh, a figure skater, so he's been in a relationship with her. He's played with Toronto for nine years. So he was uh, basically a fucking baby when he came here. Oh yeah, he was, and he tore his knee up in the draft. Otherwise, he'd have been the number one pick. Tore his knee up in the draft. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, and like I said, it's great that he grew. Uh, it's great that he grew into the position. Yeah. Oh, and he loves Toronto. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because he's got, you know, he just got a contract extension, so he's got eight years at eight million. But who's going to let a guy go like that? Like, how are you going to replace him? That's he's right. Got, he's a power defenseman. That means, when I say power defenseman, he can fucking uh, go up and play wing, and then he won't get caught because he could skate back really fast. And 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 he's he's not afraid of anybody. No, he's not. And you know what they say, Frank? If you're going to win, you're as a coach, you should be able to throw a defenseman over the wall that can play five on five. Exactly. That's you. You made my point. The wall that can kill penalties, and a defenseman that can play the power play. Now, if he could play 
better on killing penalties. He'd be the guy, and he, he might improve. He might improve because uh, his his strengths are his skating and his power play, and he uh, a man that size that can skate like he can, fuck, he'll only get better. So here's the guys that that I, I love. I love Kerfoot. And he's not a big guy. He's only five ten. Yeah. Buck eighty one, but he's fast. Ingleval. Yeah. Six foot five, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's amazing. Yeah. And the he's Russian that scored again last he's night. He's the forwards, right? Hey. You know, Jason Spetz is six foot three, two hundred nineteen pounds. I know. I know he is. Big boy. Simmons is six foot three. But he's a skinny guy. He's 180 pounds. Who's that? Simmons. Oh, Simmons, yeah. But Frank, can he fight? Holy fucking. And he can skate. Yeah, he can skate. Yeah. He can. He can. He can skate. See, I like Sandine. I like Muzzin. And I like Dermot. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of Brody. Well, Brody's starting to play much better this year than he did last. I can tell you that. And he, he, well, 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 Brody was hurt last year. Well, it, it, some of the time, but it, he, when he first came from Calgary, he didn't do much. I don't. I think he was overwhelmed by it. He's 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 doing well now. Brody Brody's a great player. Brody's a great player. Anyways, we we got a nice team. We got a nice team. A lot of talent there. Yeah, a lot of talent. I mean, the trade deadline on the twenty first of March, which is a long way away, is going to be. Well, who are you going to get rid of? Oh, well, who are you going to get rid of? Like, I, I don't see, I think the Leafs will stay down packed. Well, no, Frank, they can't. they got to get a defenseman to win. I don't get well, it. Who are they going to get rid of? One of those young defensemen, Swedish. But who's going to trade a defenseman for a defenseman? They're going to have to give up somebody in the front line to get a fucking defenseman. Yeah, well, we'll see what they get. You know, if they get... get rid of John Tavares? Oh, no, they can't trade Tavares. He's got no move. No move. So this is his last stop? Yep. He'll stay here for another five years. We'll be wondering what the hell he's doing. Nice. So you're saying maybe get rid of Lilligreen? That's Lilligreen to be the guy. Or Hall? Well, for, I, I don't know who they're going to get. Jay Hall is six foot four, 200 pounds. Who's that? Jay Hall, defenseman yeah. for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. They don't they're like him anymore, Frank. They got Dermot, they got Hall, they got Lilligrand, they yeah. got Jake, Jake Mazin, uh, they got Riley, and they got Sandin. Yeah. Sandin. Sandin, yeah, Sandin. S-A. There's no E, so it's S-A-N-D-I-N. And Sandin, but it's Sandin. It's like... Yeah, yeah that's the way they enunciate it. Yeah, that's right. the way they pronounce it. Yeah. And so, so who are you going to get rid of? Like, like you're not, you're gonna. If you treat uh, Lindgren or Sandine, you, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to put cash on a fucking table. Well, I don't know, Frank. That Russian who's scoring, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, shit. Uh, let, let's spend seven minutes on Tom Brady's unbelievable career. Yeah. Just retired permanently. Yeah. Well, they'll, they might trade that Russian. I think they got. The, the, it'll depend on who they're dealing with. If they're going to get a guy from Detroit, I'm trying to think who they can get. They can't get, but they're going to.
going to have to get a defenseman in his 30s, Frank, low 30s, because otherwise you're going to have to pay too much. So it's going to be uh, like that uh, kid in uh, Phoenix who's only three. He's going to Florida, I think, but he's a, he's a wonderful defenseman, but you can't get him. And they could get a guy from Montreal, but, you know, who are they going to get? Depends on how much they have to pay. I, 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 I can't see you treating uh, any of our defensemen um, for another defenseman. I just I just don't see another team doing that. No, you, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right, but... You gotta, you gotta, you gotta trade a power forward. Frank, that's um, twenty like, years old. You gotta get rid of somebody. Yeah. Well, if you've got a defenseman that's thirty years old and you trade him for one of your defenseman that's twenty-two, that's a big deal. You're getting a, a defenseman who can play the game physically, but he doesn't have the potential that a Lilligren has. And I quite frankly think the more they play Lilligren, the more they like him. They may not want to trade him at all. I, I, I just I just I understand that you're uh, I understand that what you're saying a hundred percent that you're saying that you want you want to have an anchor a defenseman to take to, to 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 go to the next level but what I'm saying to you is you're gonna have to get rid of a fucking Ford and and which is you've got a lot of firepower and that's the only thing that's gonna so a team any team in the NHL right now that has a good stable of defensemen, but they don't have any fucking uh, shooters, snipers. We'll get rid of one of those guys for a sniper. So to get rid of Nylander, who's no, 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 Frank. Stock has gone through the roof. Uh, who the fuck do you get rid of? You can't make the deal for one month, the month of April, and give up one of your best players. If you got, to, if you can get a young defenseman like a Drew Dowdy. So you want to rent the? So you're saying rent the defenseman? Yeah. No. So who do you get rid of in, in that lineup? Do you get rid of Martner? No, no, no. You don't have to give up that. You're going you're, you're gonna, to you're gonna get a defenseman who's 30 years old. You're going to have to give up one of those young defensemen. And, and I'm talking about Sam. The trade-off is to be youth for um, so a team a team like uh, the Canadians uh, who, who got nowhere to go this year. You uh, look at the Canadians' defense. Petrie? I take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, he's played. He hasn't played with this shit. He's he's who I would focus on too. Yeah, I I think you're you're brilliant. He's I, I think that uh, he would be a great fit in Toronto. Yeah. Anyways, I want to talk to you about Tom Brady. Do you think this was his time? He did it all. He won everything. Went to Tampa at 43 years old. Won a Super Bowl. Do you think this was his time to retire? Yes. And you know why, Frank? Because his wife, you know, as a quarterback, you spend all week preparing. 100%, especially a guy like him. He was a technician. He's got two or three he young boys. Foods. He exercised all fucking day. Yeah, she said to him, hey, it's time for you to give your boys some time. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And also, he's, he's a businessman. He's, he's very rich, very, very wealthy, and his clothing line's doing phenomenal. No, no, he's he's. A, I like him very much. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite quarterbacks since the great Joe Namath. Yeah, Joe, Joe. He's the, he's still down in Florida. He's just north of where I live. Yeah, yeah. I met him a couple of times. He's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three of my favorite quarterbacks is Tom Brady, 
uh, Joe Namath and, and Dan Marino from the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Marino and Namath are both from Pittsburgh. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I became a New York Jets fan Creek. because of Broadway Joe, and the 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 NFL can get on their knees and kiss Joe Namath's ass because when the two leagues became one league, right, the American League, it's because of Joe Namath. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They wanted him. Yeah, he merged him. He merged him because he was so popular. Like he would be on the on late night shows all the time. Like yeah. he, they they loved him. He was a superstar. Yes, he was. Great athlete. Yeah. Okay, Billy. Thank you for uh, hanging out with me today. I want to thank everybody in the planet, in the world that is listening to us. This is NSS Live, www.nextsportstar.com, free worldwide internet TV. I want to say hey to Phyllis Posito who couldn't make it today. Thank you to uh, Tony House. And uh, Eric Cohen, sorry for you not being on the show because of the miscommunication. And I just want to put my two fucking cents in. I think that uh, the uh, vaccines, um, if you want to listen to science and, and, and virologists and people who've uh, dedicated their lives to keeping us safe, um, I think it's time if you've hesitated, you, you can feel safe. Me, Bill Waters, Phyllis Pacito, all of it, we, 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 are, we were your fucking guinea pigs. So you, sh- you should now take the vaccine so we can get the fuck out of this tragic darkness this yeah. shroud of pestilence uh, of of this uh, pandemic uh, we're on tuesdays and thursdays god bless have a good night Just take it nice